0: All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, who Dat Nation? Welcome into another free agent frenzy episode of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You could follow me on Twitter. At Andrew Gulotta. and then also you can follow the podcast on Twitter at the who dis and this episode is going to be a recap of the first wave of free agency looking forward to the second week of free agency here and kind of looking where the scenes could still get better and improve and you know where they still have holes and you know are they going to fill them in free agency or the draft it's going to be very interesting to look at that as well But, you know, when you're looking at the Saints' first week, it was very, very light. We only had two episodes Free Agent Frenzy. We usually have five, but just because it was so, so light and the Saints didn't do much, you know, we didn't put out episodes that were just like speculatory, you know, with not a lot of, um, you know, uh, even rumor behind it, a lot of engine behind it. There wasn't a lot there. It was just, you know, very, uh, besides the Richard Sherman rumors, there really wasn't anything uh, with the Saints. I mean, maybe. You're looking at, you know, the P.J. Williams signing, you know, you had the Malcolm Brown trade, but besides that, really nothing much here uh, for the Saints. And, you know, it comes to see like where they're going to go next in free agency. And I'll tell you why they really haven't made a lot of moves beyond just the salary cap. And, you know, it's just like that easy explanation I'll really get into that and maybe how they can open up some money to spend here because it's not like even like the big money I mean I'm talking about like three million dollar money and like not even signing guys like Brashad Perryman who signed one year three million 3.5 million with the Lions or guys like that and the Saints really weren't in on uh, him as well but again it'll be interesting to jump into that in our second part of our episode but First, I do want to just jump right into this recap of the first week. And it had a roaring start cuz you had the Breeze news. And if you want to hear more about that, we have, you know, a few podcasts about that. We had one on the initial news and then we had one on just like the quarterback situation for the Saints a while back. So we covered Breeze a lot there, so definitely check out those on YouTube or then also on iTunes and that stuff as well. So definitely check out all of our Breeze content and uh definitely when you Lose your franchise quarterback, your legend, your top five QB of all time. It's a big loss, and it's a big void that the Saints are going to have to fill. And I feel like right after that news, the Saints were able to to make two moves to kind of solidify the 2021 quarterback position, and that was Taysom Hill by restructuring his contract, adding the voidable years. And that, you know, I I think a lot of Saints fans are laughing about that because the national media was like freaking out. Uh, We talked about that, I believe, on Monday, and then you had the Jameis Winston signing. And again, that was obviously uh, really big news. I mean, he signed a one-year $5.5 million base. Incentives can bring that up to $12 million. And, you know, when you're looking at that deal, I feel like it's a great deal for the Saints. It's a good deal for Winston to try to win a starting job and really revitalized his career here and like now the second act really what it is. And it'll be very interesting to see how that quarterback competition works out between Hill and And Winston, I mean, I I said before, I'm on record saying I'd like to see Winston just to see what he's got, but if he'll, you know, he's had those four games, so if he really improves and, you know, gets better at, you know, dissecting zone coverages, throwing on the run, stuff like that, running the two-minute drill, if he gets better at that, then maybe he starts. It'll be very interesting to see how that all works out, and I mean, I really can't wait for that quarterback competition, should definitely be very, very fun. And then really after that, the Saints just re-signed a few of their players. You had James Hurst in there. Three years nine million dollars. And I think that was a good deal. Could play tackle, could play guard. He's kind of your sixth man that comes in, you know, on those heavy blocking sets. So he gives you good depth there. And, you know, I I like that they signed him for three years. It wasn't just a one year deal, because to me he was really solid depth here in 2020. And then the other one was PJ Williams who can play cornerback in the slot he could play both safety positions plays four different positions and for only 2.3 million that's great depth and I think he could play the slot at a starting level I think he could be a starter average starter in the league on the outside I think he's more of just like a plug and play like a one game thing but I think he could hold his own but probably after one game or a few games you don't want that um you know in your position with PJ Williams out there much rather have like a guy like Patrick Robinson or something like that uh, on the outside if you're looking for depth but on the inside I think he's a really good slot corner actually at a starting level I mean he started for the Saints when you know they were you know one step away from the Super Bowl so again he was right there uh, in the thick of those defenses and then you know he could also play safety he's played safety last year and I think he's still growing into that so you can't really make um you know huge judgments about that but uh, he did play you know that uh dime role and he was pretty solid at that last year as well so that was good for the Saints to get Really good depth. I think at both of those, they could play multiple positions. Not a lot of money when you're up against the salary cap. That is really good stuff there. And then kind of was a lot of free agents left. I mean, everyone from Manuel Sanders, Janoris Jenkins, Malcolm Brown was traded. I don't think we talked about that on the show, but Malcolm Brown was traded for a seventh round pick in 2021. So that was good to see that the Saints, you know, got something in return and not just straight out cutting Brown like we all thought. And then, you know, you're looking at other guys, um like Trey Hendrickson he uh went to the Bengals, Sheldon Rankin's just signed with the Jets as the Saints now will have to find um some new players on this uh defensive line as you have Rankin's, Brown and Trey Hendrickson all um leaving. That's, you know, three out of your six guys in the rotation leaving. That's really tough so the Saints will have to find a way to fill those voids and I believe they'll do that probably through free agency and the draft probably short deals in free agency and then also the draft but Again, you're kind of looking at that depth option when looking at the Saints. And, you know, that was kind of what it was. I mean, you were able to re-sign some of their guys. Justin Hardy, he also left to the Jets. That's a hit. That's a big hit just because he's such a good special teamer. Really great guy in the locker room like that. That was a tough one to swallow. But, I mean, good for him if he can now have a chance maybe to uh, better his career with the Jets and maybe be a cornerback as well. Uh, so I mean it'll be interesting uh, you know for me from New York it'll be interesting to still see Justin Hardy around um, you know when looking at uh, the Jets and what they're trying to do to rebuild he's a good guy also to have as they try to rebuild in the locker room as like, even in his uh, introductory press conference like he like someone asked him like why are you so good at special teams and he stood up and said hard like all that stuff and just you know his work ethic is really great that's a tough loss for the Saints but really besides that wasn't that much in this first week. You see a lot of guys that maybe they wanted to sign, they uh were signed by other teams. I mean, r- really I mean, when looking at these free agents positions, like you look at kind of these lists, there's still a lot of guys and like when looking at the Saints, I think they'll end up signing guys in in the second wave, but really in this first wave, I mean, they just really didn't have the money to to sign guys and you know, to go outside of the building. And and, that, and that's just kind of how it was And, you know, when looking at it, it's just because you weren't able to extend these three players when looking at, um, guys like, um, Marshawn Lattimore, Ryan Ramchek, Marcus Williams, who you franchise tagged. Once you don't have, uh, those three guys extended, you have no cap space and you're not going to now add extra cap space. Then you have to cut people because even if you sign $3 million, like the students are right at that limit right now, then you would go under again or over again. You would have to cut someone else. You'd rather not do that. You'd rather wait for the extensions to go through. And I believe the Saints will get a few extensions in so they can sign free agents. I think Ryan Ranchek's the big one because everyone knows what he's worth. You know, there is a solidified market out there and he's going to get paid. I think that's the easiest one to do. And I see that getting done relatively quickly. Marcus Williams, a lot of other safeties have been getting paid. So now you have a benchmark to get him paid. And I believe uh, Ian Rappaport said that they're actively trying to get a deal done. So you can probably save 10 million between those two guys. And then also, Lattimore, I think his is going to be a little harder. But if they were to extend him, you can open up $15 million in space right there and then add your veterans through that route as well. But that's going to take time, and that's why the Saints haven't signed anybody because they haven't extended their three players. And they won't sign people until they get those extensions up there. So that's just kind of the situation that the Saints are at when looking at this first week. They just didn't have the capital. And, and they did have the capital to sign like, a few of their players, like the James Hurst, the P.J. Williams. But really, besides that and the James Winstons, but really besides that, they didn't have much because they haven't extended anybody. Like, they got under the cap because they had to make all of those moves. And I think probably more than they expected because they had to put the franchise tag of Marcus Williams. And then also, you couldn't get any of these extensions in. So it was difficult to get that cast base. You're going to have to get those extensions in if you're going to now want to sign other guys. And I think there are a lot of great options at every position the Saints need still. I mean, right now, like, I'm still... Uh, you know, still keying in on a lot of players, and there are some solid players that are still available, and we're going to get into them later, but that's why the Saints, to me, weren't uh, very active in that first week, and I still think they have a solid roster, so even if they weren't, you know, go crazy in free agency in this second second wave, and I don't think they will, I think they'll still have a solid roster here in 2021, but that's just kind of how it was for this first week recap, As I said, not much going on. So definitely kind of a short week. And compared to some other teams, the Saints really had a quiet week. So that's just kind of how it was there. When we get back from this short break, we're going to get into what the Saints can still add, who's still available, and the holes that are still on the roster. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat discussion, and now we're gonna get into kind of previewing this second wave of free agency for the Saints. Who's still available? Um, what f- holes do the Saints have to fill, either in free agency or the draft? And kind of just jump into now this second wave, and kind of now back to you know we recap what happened. Now we'll look ahead to see what the Saints could still do in kind of their situation you know, with the salary cap and all that stuff. And as I said before. To me, I don't know how much they'll be able to get done until they extend some of these guys because, you know, you're just looking at the salary cap space. It's very, very thin. They're right up against it. I mean, right now, the Saints are actually... Just this is all um, projections from over the cap, but right now the Saints are actually still in the red by 1.6. Like, they got under, and then they went back over during free agency with, like, the Jameis Winston signing and the P.J. Williams. So right now, until you make those extensions you really don't have any space. Now, if you make those extensions, even if you made two of them, that would open up around $10 million in space. If you opened up one of them and even give you $5 million, which is kind of a lot to play with, especially in the second wave where there'll be a lot of one year deals and stuff like that. But, and if you got all three extensions done, you'd be really sitting pretty with 15 million and you'd be able to really work through free agency and sign probably fill a lot of your worlds if you can get all three. So that's, I think what the Saints will try to do. We'll see if it comes to fruition. It'll be very interesting to see how that all works out. But let's just go position by position. Who's still available here? We'll start off uh, with receiver, because we'll just go positions of need for the Saints. So for the offense, I'd say it'd be receiver and also tight end. And then when you look at, you know, the defense, I'd say it was really all three levels. Defensive line, linebacker, cornerback. Those are the three positions. So those five positions we'll take a look at. Starting off with receiver, the big one's T.Y. Hilton, who you know was a great receiver for the Colts. Now he's 32, a little older, but still a solid player. And uh, he hasn't got signed yet. I don't think the Saints will sign him unless it was like a, you know a one-year deal, like below five million. I don't think he'll fall to that. So I mean, it would be a good signing for the Saints, especially because he could still go deep, and I think it would be good for Winston. But um, wasn't meant to. Be? I don't think that's really the signing for the Saints. That's meant to be. I think we're you know a little further down. Uh, with these veterans and you know that's just kind of where I think the Saints are I mean like Sammy Watkins he's another best available guy if the Saints could sign him that'd be great I mean maybe they'll go out and sign him just because now his price tag is down but I mean if he's gonna want probably right now he's wanting like three years 30 million and no one's giving it to him so he's kind of holding out but I mean right now I'm not really sure where this wide receiver market is especially when you see Juju only sign one year eight million and that means if he's signing that is T.Y. Hilton getting anything more than one year like five million I don't know maybe the Saints could sign him but those are to me the two big guys Watkins I think maybe even a little more because he's younger he's only 28 but that's just kind of how that worked out I think Adam Humphreys can be a guy for the Saints they've looked at him in the past when he was with the Bucs, and he was coming into free agency, and then just had, you know, with injuries and all that stuff with Tennessee, he's back now out on the market, the Saints were interested in him before, maybe they'll still be interested in in him now, I think he'd be a good slot guy to add, but do they really need the slot now, especially if you have a guy um, like a Traquan Smith in the slot, or maybe a guy like Deontay Harris, who to me obviously is a burner downfield, but in that short area quickness, I think he could also be a slot guy as well, which is good to see, but I think you know, the Saints probably still do need a slot, just because Sanders played there last year, I mean, I do think that Humphreys would be a good addition to the group, he's still 28, so he's not too old, and probably won't cost much, just because he hasn't done much over the last few years, but I mean, even looking at Golden Tate, another slot guy, you know, it's kind of just been more like a steady Eddie type player, and especially now he's 33, it's getting up to that age where you're like, uh, where is he gonna be, because he did sign a deal with the Giants, um, you know, I don't think he'll get anything towards the, anything like that deal. Like the contract was four years, 37 million. I don't think he gets anything close to that, but, uh, you know, he's a guy that another veteran that I think the Saints could use out of the slot. I mean, just looking at last year, um, he did have 388 yards, two touchdowns, 35 catches. So you kind of see where the, the Saints would be living uh, with that time. I think that's someone they could actually add and it would be a pretty good add, you know, when looking at Tate, I don't think he's the same player that he was, but I don't think he's a bad player as well. To me, a good veteran, like Mohamed Sanu, still out here. Demir Bird for the Patriots, not a bad player as well. Um, but again, you don't really know what you're getting because who is willing to sign for very short one year, less than $5 million, Then you'll have to look at some of these players. Um, Marquise Goodwin's another guy that's available in free agency. So a lot of names are still there. Willie Sneed, a former Saint, another slot guy. Probably if I was going for the slot, type receiver is probably Humphreys and Sneed I think those are your best two probably available and then you know when you're looking at also is out there but he's 36 a little old now uh but you know T.Y. Hilton if you want that second outside receiver same with uh Sammy Watkins more of that second outside receiver but it'll be interesting to see what the Saints do there but that's the type of players that's available at receiver you go to tight end and my main guy is still out there uh, with Trey Burton and he's a guy that to me would be a perfect ad could block could catch yes he's not this amazing player but he could do a lot of different things which I think the Saints will need I think being multiple is really important and he's a veteran be able to kind of mentor um, Troutman a little bit sorry about that there and I-, I think that would be a pretty solid signing Tyler Tyler Eifert still out there Jesse James only 27 he's still out there um you know who was previously on the Steelers and Lions so all those deals I, I mean I, I think they make sense and I'll be on the Burton train I'm gonna still be on it until he gets signed hopefully by the Saints and I think he'd be a good uh, depth piece to have like if Troutman's your number one he could fit in there it'd be your number two if Troutman doesn't work out he can step up as well and you, you're gonna need three tight ends but if your three tight ends were Troutman um and then you bring in Burton and then you have let's say a guy like Garrett Griffin I think that's a solid group it's, it's not as good as it was last year Um, you know, it doesn't have the names like it did last year, but I think it's still a solid group and, you know, you can live with it there, uh, you know, at least for the short term. And, you know, if you're really good during the season, you want to upgrade it, you could do that as well. But I mean, Burton was really good as number two, um, you know, in Philadelphia and he played with a young player at that time with, uh, Zach Ertz. So again, I feel like that's a natural fit and I really like that fit, uh, for the saints. And then, you know, you're looking at flipping it over to the defense defensive line. Another player I like is still out there is Alex Okafor. He's a guy that's played with Davenport before, has played in the Saints system. It's a perfect fit, played with that Dennis Allen uh, defense. I think he's the player that you would love to see there. And um, again, short term, I think it would be short term. And I think that's, you know, a guy I definitely could see the Saints re-signing and returning to the Saints. So that's interesting. Then, you know, you also have Jadavion Clowney, who I think a lot of people, uh, especially after last summer where he was Almost coming to the Saints, I think he's still a fit with the team. Again, less money, but I think he is still a fit. I wonder what he'll garner in this market, just because he did not have a good year last year after holding out all that time, um, you know, and not really, you know, uh, having a good prove-it year. Like, did not prove it in his, in his one-year deal. So it'll be interesting to see his contract now. Ryan Kerrigan, he's another veteran that I can see the Saints picking up. Like, you know, when you're looking at guys like Okafor, Okafor is younger by three years, but when you're looking at that, you could definitely see something there um, I don't really see the Saints adding a defensive three-tech, I mean, I really think that's Onyamada's position, and I think it should be, he had a great year last year, and I think he has a chance to really, uh, develop more into this star potential, like, I think he's a solid starter right now, an above-average starter, I think he can go into that starter potential, and that, you know, main guy there, so it'll be interesting, but maybe the Saints then signed a nose tackle, someone, you know, a one-tech guy, because you don't have Brown anymore, or will you feel that in the draft, the Saints have done a really good job in the draft to you know fill up that one tech position and they already have guys on the roster that I think could fill the one tech when you look at guys like Shy Tuttle so again when you're looking at the edge I think the Saints really do need an edge rusher and that's where I see Okafor, Clowney, guys like that I think Um, Everson Griffin could be another guy as well I could see them add but you know more of those veteran types to go with Davenport so you can hedge your bets I think that's kind of the biggest thing with this Saints offseason you don't have to sign stars you just have to get players to hedge your bets when you bring in young players and rookies you know when looking at like a Davenport type or like when we want the six man in the offensive line with you know Cesar Ruiz and then you know it's kind of to hedge your bets and then whatever your young players are let's say a cornerback a young corner a young linebacker you want to hedge your bets there I think that's kind of what you have to do it's kind of uh, more adding depth to the Saints team more than adding that big star that's just kind of what I'm looking there and that's what I was looking at the defensive line I think Okafor is a perfect player adds veteran depth has championship pedigree you know, good locker room guy, so I think that's where you kind of look at for the defensive line, and then you, you look at these linebackers, I do think that the Saints will definitely look at that Quan Alexander situation, he's still out there, and he's the only guy out of these linebackers that I like in free agency. Draft there are a few guys I really do like, I mean, Zayvon Collins would be a perfect fit for the Saints, but when you're looking at some linebackers here, I, I do think Alexander is the only player that could be that speedster to go along with Demario Davis, Worked really well last year. I know the injury can be an issue, but I could definitely see the Saints bringing him back. So that'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. I think that will play out probably maybe up until the draft time. I don't think that's going to be solved anytime soon, but Kwon would be a player that I'd love to see Uh, back with the Saints, as I thought he did a really good job with Tamarler Davis, and he's my number one player there, there are a few other guys like, you know, the KJ Wrights or the Avery Williamson's, but I don't see the Saints getting them, maybe an Eric Wilson could be a guy the Saints add as more of a depth player uh, from Minnesota, uh, played a lot last year, still 27 years old, could definitely maybe see something like that, I mean, Tahir White has another guy, but I'd rather go young I, if I'm not going Alexander, who's still 27, I know the injuries are there, but he's still 27, and he has familiar, familiarity with the uh, system. If I'm not going Alexander, I'd much rather pick a rookie first or second round, and then kind of see what you got in bond and you know kind of see what you got at the position, more than sign a, a veteran guy that isn't fast, that you know won't do so good. Maybe you sign one of those guys if you know you, you don't get Quan Alexander, and you just bring him to hedge your bets, as I said, for like a one-year... Um, you know, $2 million deal or $3 million deal. But overall, when looking at free agency, it's just this linebacker, you know, group isn't the best. And especially, you know, you don't want these these veterans that aren't so fast when you have like a Demario Davis type veteran that already is cerebral and all that stuff. You need a young, fast guy, athletic guy. That's what Quan Alexander brings to this Saints team. If it's not him, then I think it'd be a draft pick. That's just kind of what my you know, I guess Inkling would be with this team and my thought about it right now, but that's just really what it is from the linebackers, pretty thin position. So if you're not going to get your guy, move on to the draft. I think that's really what the Saints have to do there. And then cornerbacks, that's the most interesting one. It's the most deep one, I think, right now, the market. I think guys are signing, uh, you know, for a good amount, just looking at the other players that have signed. But, you know, you still have a lot of depth there. And I think now you're going to see that market drop. Richard Sherman's going to wait, I think. I mean, he's one of those smart guys. I mean, he does um, represent himself. So I think he's going to wait, try to get the best deal he could. The Saints have interest in him. We know that. The Saints are one of those teams looking in on him. Maybe he's waiting for the Saints to get that cap space so they can spend the money on him. I don't know. I think he would be an upgrade, as I said last week, over Janoris Jenkins if he's healthy. You know, we saw how good he was. And he still has that. Even though he's not that top best cornerback in the league, He's a really solid player. So I think he'd be a good ad for the Saints. I think Casey Hayward, he's a guy that can also uh, play in the Saints system. I think he'd be another nice number two. I think when you're looking at guys to go opposite Marshawn Lattimore, you need a, like a like more of like a ball hawk player that gets interceptions. I know Connor Sherman's not that type of guy. He kind of plays like Lattimore, but I think he's just a really solid player. But if you're going to take a chance on someone and, you know, more of a veteran type guy, maybe you want to see... You know, more of that Casey Hayward who gets the interception and stuff like that. Not like Sherman doesn't. I mean, he's a good all-around corner, but, you know, kind of looking maybe a more ball hawk guy. Josh Norman's another guy that's still out there. been talking about him a lot. Um, we talked about it, you know, with Tristan in our uh, free agent preview. Definitely another guy I'd like to see on the Saints team. Has some ties with Demario Davis, so that's uh, interesting as well. Um, you know, looking down the list, there's just a lot of guys. Mackenzie Alexander, you know, he's still a young player, 28. I think he's a player the Saints will look at. Rashad Breland, another guy. I mean, just looking, there are a lot of veterans available. Malcolm Butler, I mean, who I don't know where he is at this point in his career, but maybe he's a guy. A.J. Boyer, he's there. Had a great, a few seasons with uh, Jacksonville, with um, Jalen Ramsey opposite him. So maybe bring him back into that, uh, you know, as that second corner, you know, opposite a really great corner with Marshawn Lattimore. But those are the types of names I'm seeing. There are a ton of names at this wide receiver, uh, that, at this cornerback position. Excuse me there. There's a lot of names. And that's why I think the Saints could play this market out. Just like receiver, there are a lot of names. And those are, to me, the Saints' two biggest needs here in free agency. Also, edge rusher, I'd say those three. And you can kind of play those all out. They really haven't moved a ton, which now you can kind of play that long game and maybe sign a player that you really like for less than, you know, what maybe you thought coming in. And you can make those extensions and you know, you can bring in some free agents. I really, even though the Saints haven't done a lot so far in free agency, I think they can still make their moves and fill some positions and hedge their bets, as I was saying, with, you know, you have now eight picks in the draft. So if you can add a few guys in free agency, hit on some draft picks. So If you could hit on three draft picks, that'd be very important to this team and uh, be very important, I think, this year to have a nice draft and hit on a lot of draft picks. But that's just kind of where I'm thinking here with the Saints and this, uh, you know, who's still available. Where their holes, you know, this team still has holes. Um, but again, I feel like they'll fill them between draft and free agency, and they'll hedge their bets. And it'll be a lot like this 2017 roster coming in. It's going to be that show me year. 2017 was a show me year. They showed out, and that and they opened up that you know that window. I think it's going to be the same for this 2021 team. It's a show me year. If you guys show out, you go 12 and four. You make a run and go deep into the playoffs. Okay, we're going to go make a run for this. We're going to go do it. And if you don't, you go 7-9, and nine, then we have to change some things. We have to reevaluate. But right now, I think that's just the type of year that the Saints are in. It'll be very, very interesting to see what happens. And just, we'll see what happens in free agency, what happens in the draft. But I do think they'll, you know, do what they did in 2017. Head your bets. You know, you signed an Alex Okafor, you signed a Ted Gim. And then also you pick up some great players in the draft. But that's just kind of how all that played out. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Who Dat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. That means on Twitter, at the Who Dat this, on Instagram, at Who Dat Discussion. Then on YouTube, we are at the Who Dat Discussion as well. So definitely check all of our pages out there. Subscribe, like, uh, definitely do all of that stuff. Comment for sure. Want to hear what you guys said on every um, social media comment. Want to see your guys. What, you, what do you guys think about this team? What do you think they should add? What do you think they will add? Kind of just all that stuff. So that's definitely... Want to hear from you guys. I definitely want to see what you guys think. But I think with all that said, I want to say thank you guys for listening. Turn it loose. And who dat?